0: In today's episode, we're sharing how I made over 500 quid in one weekend. Times are tough, the cost of living is increasing, and we're seeing that it's taking longer and longer to convert high-paying clients. And if you need to bring in some money now, then this episode will help. We're going to share how you can make more money without having to find new clients. Hello,
1: we're the two Lauras, and in this episode, we're sharing four ways that we've not only increased our income, but also helped thousands of freelance marketers to increase theirs too. And we're also going to be giving you a template that has helped hundreds of people secure pay rises from their clients. So, Laura, at the start of this episode, you said you'd made £500 pounds in one weekend. So let's start here. Can you share with us how you actually did that?
0: Yeah. So this was back when I was mainly focused on helping people with Facebook ads. And I, at the time, was hanging around in a Facebook group, which I do quite a lot. And there was a lot of discussion in this community from people who were trying to grow their email list, but they were struggling to get people on their email list. So I sold them a masterclass. And I was very intentional in how I did this. I needed to make 500 quid. I had this number in my mind that I needed. So I went out to these people who were struggling and I made them what we would term as an irresistible offer. It was something that they couldn't say no to. Um, because this masterclass was really, really specific. I understood what their problem was. Their problem was that they couldn't get people on their list and they didn't know how to use Facebook ads to do that. So I sold them a masterclass specifically to help them to set up some Facebook ads so that they could grow their email list because I was listening to what those problems were that they were having. But what I did was that I made the offer directly to the people who were having that problem. This wasn't my Facebook group, so I couldn't sell in this Facebook group. I made this offer directly to these people. And there was a lot of people having this problem, but I knew that I needed to make 500 quid. And I knew if I priced it well and sold to a small number of people, then I could do this pretty quickly. So I priced this masterclass at 55 pounds, which meant I really only needed 10 people. Um, I ended up selling 11 spaces in that one weekend. And so that made me £605, if my maths is right. Um, <laughs> I spent £100 of that roughly on an annual subscription to Zoom. So I invested it back in the business and the other 500 was what I needed. But the reason that that worked so well is because I was really specific. I knew what their problem was. And so I made sure that I solved it.
1: And I think it's important to say that like with a lot of things we do, you sold it before you planned and prepared oh, yeah. for it really, didn't you? So I assumed you knew the subject matter, your title, but you you didn't waste time kind of building up your slides for your masterclass.
0: No, I didn't plan any of the content of the masterclass, didn't do any slides, didn't plan any lesson plan. All I did was I wrote a sales page so that the people who were buying it knew what would be in it. And I had a rough idea of what would be in it. But I also, when people signed up for it, I made sure that I found out exactly what they needed to know so that when I was planning it, they were not only getting what I had promised that they were going to get, they were also getting what they actually needed. So it was win-win. As a side note to that as well, when you're
1: seeing people talking about their problems in these Facebook groups, you can use the terminology that they have used to describe their problem on your sales page. So when they're reading that sales page, they're going, oh my God, yes, this is me. This is for me. Because you're talking in the way... That they, especially with something like Facebook ads or our land social media, you can fall into talking in kind of acronyms and and terms that we all know as professionals in the industry, but obviously other people might not know. So really honing in on the words that they use. Yeah, it uh, makes
0: them feel like, oh, my God, how did you know I need that? Well, basically, it's because you told me (laughs) and I wrote it down (laughs) and they think it's some magic trick, but it's not. It's just because you've done your research well. Yeah.
1: And I think a point to focus on here is that you don't need to be selling masterclasses with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people onto them. Because if anything, quite frankly, that can just be a headache. What you did, Laura, was much more kind of strategic and targeted. You knew you wanted to make £500. So you priced it accordingly. You didn't just go, oh, I'm going to go out there and and try and sell it to as many people as, uh, you know, as you could and run Facebook ads and everything else. You just targeted the people who you knew had the problem, you priced it well, and you gave yourself, you know, obviously a target of what 10 people you wanted to make that 500 quid.
0: Yeah. And I did the backwards maths, like I'm rubbish at maths, but I knew that if I needed 500 quid, You know, I could make my life easy and just have 10 people where there is way more people in this group who needed this, by the way, way more than 10 people. But I knew if I only got 10 people at 50 quid or 55 quid, I would easily make my target and be able to pay the tax and what have you. Whereas if I had priced it low, 27 quid and thought, oh, if I price it low, I might get loads more people. What if I'd still only got 10 people? I wouldn't have made my target. So I made sure that the maths worked for me so that I could really quickly just contact these people directly. And I knew as well, 10 people is easy to contact directly. Yeah, Like, you know, 50, 100, that's not easy. I didn't go out to my audience. I just went directly to the people who needed this. So I made sure that I priced it right. More to the point
1: then that you can ensure that that masterclass you then create is really, really laser focused into what those 10 people 11 people however many it was needed as opposed to having hundreds and hundreds of people on you don't know the the problems of all 100 of those people so you're not going to be able to target to them specifically in terms of obviously what you teach
0: yeah and actually a bonus that came out of this because it was such a small group and I, it was almost like hands-on support is a couple of them did end up booking power hours with me afterwards so i did actually make more than 500 quid
1: nice Yeah, so don't sit here and think, oh, I can't do this. I need loads of people. Because actually, you don't, as Laura's proved. You just need a small amount of people. And this is all about quick cash injection. So don't make it a big, arduous task of wanting to get loads and loads of people. Just be really targeted, really specific.
0: Yeah, definitely. But you don't have to have something of your own to promote, you don't have to create your own masterclass, for example, to promote. One thing that we are massive fans on, and this is the second way you can make money easily, is by becoming an affiliate and adding an affiliate income stream to your business. Now, like I said, we're big fans of affiliate marketing because it means that we win because we can make some money. The person who we're selling or promoting this affiliate thing for is getting their business in front of people. So they're making more money. And the people that we're showing it to, our audience are winning because they're hearing about like a product or a tool or a service or a course that they need. So it's like a three-way win, isn't it? There's three people involved in this and they're all winning in some way. And that's a really good way to top up your income. You don't need to do more work to deliver it or create something. You don't have to go and create a course or learn how to do something so you can go and teach somebody else or teach or you know deliver another service because somebody else is already doing that. You're just going to help them to promote it, and you're going to get a kickback f- for doing that, which is really good.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. And it can be really profitable way mm. of. Bringing in money, I have to say though, it is really important that you're really authentic with your affiliate marketing. Don't just start chucking affiliate links left, right, and centre for anything you fancy. It's got to be relevant to your audience. Importantly, because they're otherwise, you're just going to annoy your audience if you start talking about you know, products and courses, et cetera, which
0: aren't relevant. So what what would not be relevant? Give an idea of something that it wouldn't be relevant if somebody's like thinking of promoting something. Okay.
1: So if your audience is is a bunch of copywriters, you wouldn't try and sell them a copywriting AI tool. Yeah. Like you just wouldn't do it because obviously copywriters wanna write copy.
0: Yeah, that so would upset not- them.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, um, there's that tool, isn't there? Um, I can't think what it's called. Oh, or maybe I shouldn't name names, but it, it's marketing kind of strap line is replace your social media manager or something along those lines. So we're not going to promote that because we don't want to replace social media managers. And we've had a look at that tool and it's really crap as well. So you have to be really, you have to be really authentic, but you have to make sure it's relevant and yeah. you have to actually believe in that product and preferably have used it like we use all of the products and tools that that we've used um and we are affiliate partners for it just wouldn't be authentic or it, it wouldn't come naturally to us to promote something that we've never ever used or heard no, of and we've
0: before. been asked haven't we we have been asked yeah. to be affiliate partners for different tools and different courses that we've never looked at or tried or, or courses that we've taken and we've always said no because how can we really authentically promote something that we don't know anything about. We don't know if it works. We don't know if it's right for our audience. It's just morally even, it's just not right to do that, is it?
1: Yeah, no, it's not good. Okay, so if someone signs up, say, right, okay, I'm going to go and be an affiliate partner for XYZ, what do they do now? How can they actually be
0: really strategic about promoting that
1: affiliate partnership?
0: Okay. So the first thing you're going to do is you're going to go and put it all over your website and you're going to hope that loads and loads of people come and click on that <laughs> link. And that that's not how affiliate marketing works, unfortunately. Like, yes, if you're amazing at SEO, you could probably write a brilliant blog and get people on there and clicking through your links every now and then. But the best way to make money as an affiliate partner is to be strategic and to almost treat whatever it is you're promoting as if it's your own product and put it in your content plan actually promote it you know hold a launch for it even to really be strategic about how you promote that tool course product whatever it is to your audience in like a period of time how you're telling them why they need it how it's benefited you all the same things that you would normally do to be selling something you would do for this affiliate thing and then you can also depending on what it is that you're promoting you could add bonuses so sometimes this works really well for instance if you were promoting a course and you offer something within your business that's relevant to that course that would help somebody get the results quicker or faster or easier you could offer that as a bonus and then therefore they're more likely to go through your link to buy whatever that thing is that course or whatever rather than to just go direct so if you can add a bonus of some sort then that's a really really good way of getting people to use your links as well but it's all about being strategic and treating it as though you're selling something not just hoping that someone's going to click a link. Here, here's yeah. my affiliate link, please click it. No, no, that doesn't work.
1: Yeah, wouldn't it be nice if everyone just came and found everyone's links and just clicked on them? It's like yeah, unfortunately totally. it's not that easy, is it? I think it is worth pointing out that you do just do need to be careful in terms of promoting or using affiliate links in other people's audiences. This is like a pet hate of mine. We forever have people trying to share affiliate links in our Facebook group, the Social Media Managers Hub. It's got, you know, 7,000 people in there. So yes, if there's a tool that you know these social media managers are going to want. Of course, people are going to try their luck, aren't they, and use their affiliate links, but we are hot on it <laughs> because it's just like a lot of groups have rules. And it's one of our rules for the group is no
0: external links and no affiliate links, so... Just check first. That isn't just because we're being horrible. That's because we don't want our audience to be exposed to something that might not be something that's a good fit for them. And then it doesn't work for them. And who do they remember for that? They remember us. They don't remember the person whose link they clicked on. So it's not just because we're being awkward. (laughs)
1: Yeah, the, I think the important point is to just check if you if you want to use an affiliate link in groups, particularly whether it be LinkedIn groups or Facebook groups, if that's owned by a business, just make sure what their rules are. If they're not clear on their rules, go and ask them and say, you know, you are you wanted to share this, you think it would be useful to some of their audience, would you mind? Sometimes you'll get a yes, I think rarely, to be honest. So the best thing is is try to find products that are relevant to the audience that you've already built
0: up. On your own marketing definitely and also just make sure that you're correctly labeling those affiliate links and you need to follow the platform rules that you're promoting on but you also need to make sure that you're following your country's advertising regulations and laws so make sure wherever you're based you know what those laws are um and just don't you know try not to make any mistakes when it comes to that because it can be a bit dodgy ground
1: So our third tip is to simply increase your fees. Uh, We surveyed more than 300 freelance social media managers from around the world to find out how much they earn. And in many cases, we were absolutely horrified of how little people were charging for their services. So for any, well, for a large proportion of the people who filled out that questionnaire I can tell you now there is room wiggle room for you to be increasing your fees sometimes like 10 times over so sometimes we always think oh I need more money oh I'm going to go and find a new client whereas actually we can just look at the customers that we already have and you can obviously increase your fees so we'd really encourage you to continually as well
0: factor this in to increase your fees on a like a regular cycle yeah like you used to do this like annually didn't you
1: yeah so I always do it after the first three months of working with a client um because as as I'm sure you can relate to you take on a client and then three months later the scope of that work is way different to how it was originally presented to you so yeah I always review after the first few months and then every year
0: Thereafter, I will increase my fees. And also during that year, if the scope changes as, as well, you would increase it then as well, would yeah, yeah, you yeah, definitely? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, if they added
1: additional services, I'd be like, yep, it'll cost you X, Y, and Z. I always use, and this is why we've given it away, a template on how to increase your fees. It can be quite a cringy, icky, kind of feeling to ask for a pay rise and so normally you're and in an old old school employment someone would just say to you here's your annual pay rise you don't have to go and ask for it whereas when you're self-employed no one is going to come and well rarely <laughs> is anyone going to come and offer you a pay rise so we have a nice tried and tested email template we've used it and a lot of our community have used it with amazing results so we're going to Give that away to you. You can just head to thetuloras.com forward slash pay and we'll also link it in the show notes today. So you've got no excuse not to send that pay rise increase email template
0: to your clients. I think it's worth saying as well that even if you are not undercharging, there probably is room for you to increase your fees because if you haven't increased your fees like in the last 12 months then effectively with the cost of living increasing you've taken a pay cut so even if you don't think that you are undercharging definitely look at whether or not there's scope to increase and based on when you did last increase um it's definitely worth spending time on that
1: i definitely i think there's a fear that people need you know need more money and then they take on more clients like we said and often you don't necessarily have the capacity or that means you're going to have even less time to work on your own business. And then you end up finding everything really stressful. Whereas actually, if you just looked at the clients you've got, you could just increase your
0: fees and that could really lighten the load. Yeah. And on that note, our fourth and final way that you can make more money without taking on new clients is to make your existing clients an offer that they can't refuse. So. This works whether you've put your fees up or whether you can't put your fees up. There's probably something that you can offer to your existing clients on top of what you're already doing so that you can get paid more. Something that will really help them to achieve their goals, for example, because obviously you do know what your client's goals are, right? (laughs) That's really important (laughs) to know what their goals are. So there's probably something that you can offer them. And your clients are your hottest leads. They already love you, hopefully. They already know that you get results for them. They're already spending money with you. They know the quality of your work. So it makes sense that if they're going to have something else that's going to help them to achieve their goals, that that thing comes from you. So think about what you can do to offer those existing clients and make them an offer that they can't refuse. If your offer is good enough, and it makes that client feel special or it makes them think that they can't do without it, there is a really high chance that they're going to want to take advantage of that offer, even if they don't need it right now. So even if it's something that they pay for now and they use in the future, if it's a really good deal that they need, it's likely that they're going to say yes to it. So as an example, it might be that you look after a client's Facebook, but you don't look after their Instagram but you know that their audience is on Instagram. You could offer them a really in-depth audit of Instagram, which will not only let them understand like what they could be doing on that platform, but potentially open up even more work for you because they might then outsource their Instagram to you. You could also maybe offer training to people and you could offer it to them where they can lock in like a current rate before the rates go up. So there's loads of ways that you can make that offer that somebody can't refuse, isn't there? I think you used to do that with your training, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I used to do it for my one-to-ones. Normally at the end of the year, between Christmas and New Year, I used to have already pre-scheduled everything, but I used to do an offer to get more training for the next year at the current year's prices and so when I was sat there with my feet up with my quality streets that's the you know the bookings would come rolling in so definitely giving people that kind of financial incentive but also a deadline so all the offers would end on normally new year's eve for me but
0: yeah you used to do that as well didn't you yeah all the time you said yeah the, the the key point that you just said there is the deadline if if somebody doesn't have a deadline then they've got no reason to make a decision. And if you want to make money quickly, you need them to make that decision. So by adding that deadline in, that's really important. So when I was putting my fees up for my training, yeah, there would be a deadline where they had to pay before a certain date or they would then obviously pay the increased fee. That deadline is so crucial when it comes to things like this. For all of the things that we've spoken about, like even with the affiliate marketing, if you're offering the bonuses, there needs to be a deadline on those. The masterclass, there was a deadline that people had to sign up for. So all of those things need to have a deadline for sure to make them work really well.
1: Okay, so while you wait for those high paying leads to convert as paying customers, there are four other ways that you can still increase your income. And we've covered these off with a masterclass, you can promote an affiliate offer, you can increase your fees or make an offer that your current clients cannot refuse. And don't forget, if you want to increase your fees, you can download the email template at thetwolauras.com forward slash payrise. And we'll also link to that in our show notes. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening and we'll see you next week.